0: The minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government.
1: The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist.
2: It has patterned itself after every dictator
0: Welcome to The Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Wherever and whenever you are listening, thank you for joining us this morning, this evening, tonight, early in the morning. If you'd like to contact the show, the email is rdgable at yahoo.com. That's r-d-g-a-b-l-e at yahoo.com. Our social media page, facebook.com forward slash the secret Teachings. And our website, www.thesecretteachings.info, that's dot I-N-F-O. Check out the website for all of my books. We have reviews of those books and information on those books. Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, and the Technological Elixir. It's a good chunk of about, about 10 years of my life went into those books in terms of research. You get a free copy Of One of those books also when you subscribe to the full show archive if it's a little bit too late to listen to the show or you only get to listen to a part of the show and you'd like to go back and listen to the entire thing or you'd like to go back and listen to the whole thing even if you caught the broadcast initially subscribe to the archive to get access to the shows to download and stream those shows after they air along with the montages and digital versions of my books yearly subscribers. And that is by far the best deal, I think, both for information and financially. $50 for a year gets you all of that and a physical copy of one of the books. The books themselves with shipping cost about as much as that yearly subscription itself. So it's a great deal. It supports the show sincerely. Every single dollar supports this show. It helps to keep us on air. We only need you know, a little bit of money. And we are able to provide you with the content we provide you with Monday through Friday here on The Fringe. And thanks to all of you who have supported us. And thanks to The Fringe FM and some communication behind the scenes. We also have our Saturday show, separate from The Fringe, on Aftermath. Saturday mornings on Aftermath, so you can check that out as well. Our Patreon page is up and running with behind-the-scenes videos. I'm still getting into the way in which I need to to be to run Patreon appropriately, so any suggestions or recommendations are always welcome. You can message me on Patreon, as some patrons already have, and I've taken their word into consideration and in doing some of the BTS videos. You can also support the show through our affiliate sponsors, Pro1 Water Filters, now is As good a time as ever to get a water filter for your household, for your family, for your friends as a gift, or just for yourself. You get access, if you go through our website, to the affiliate link at the top of the page with the little slider bar. And we don't make any money unless you buy something. So it is a great way to support yourself and the show and a company like Pro One, formerly Pro Pure. And there's also on our website a link to US Plus Health, a small American company. Based company using uh, products made in America to make products in America for things like hydrogen peroxide and isopropyl alcohol. Especially if you have a business and you're looking to get rid of things like QACs or other toxic chemicals, these are amazing products. They are very cheap compared to other products, and they are safe compared to other products. You just, of course, don't want to drink a gallon of hydrogen peroxide, but it's not toxic like a QAC, a quaternary Ammonium Compound, and they are offering 20% off to all listeners of The Secret Teachings. Just check them out with everything else on the website, www.thesecretteachings.info. This week marks the 20th anniversary. 20th anniversary. I'll say it again the 20th anniversary of the 911. September 11th, attacks. I remember, as I'm sure most of you do, where I was that morning. I was in fifth grade. I was in a chapel class at my Christian school. And my teacher, his mom, lived in New York and had called him uh, to let him know that she was okay. And throughout the day, he called her back and That morning, we went into the art room, and we watched, uh, because they had a TV in the art room, we watched uh, what was happening in the news. And as a kid, I had no idea, no perspective, no context, no understanding of what I was watching. I, I was watching repeated footage of a plane strike a tower. And perhaps that was the moment that sparked my curiosity it, it it germinated in my brain, in my consciousness, in the subconscious, in the unconscious, which later grew into what I am today. Maybe that was the moment. Maybe it wasn't. It's kind of a romanticized idea in a sense, but in a morbid way. Because what I became today, like so many other factors, like what you became today, is contributed to by the morning of September 11th whether it's economically or psychologically, socially, politically. A major event like September 11th. Now, over the years, when I would hear people talk about 9-11, I would hear things like the 9-11 attacks. And you read an article about it on the anniversary or you watch a documentary. And it's usually all about the Twin Towers in New York City. However, as most of you, I assume, know, there was an attack on the Pentagon and there was another plane that went down in Pennsylvania. And according to researchers and partial official narratives, that plane was headed for the White House. And again, according to researchers and partial implicating vague official reports, that plane was also shot down. Now, the whole event of 9-11, regardless of the nine eleven commission or the work that people like Richard Gage, who we've had on this show many times, that him and other people do, is irrelevant only to the point that the event itself, regardless of who was responsible and how it was carried out, was a traumatizing event that was catastrophic to the human psyche, especially to Western civilization, because Western civilization is not accustomed to these types of things happening, especially in major iconic American cities in particular. We're not used to this. We're not accustomed to this. Sure, it's happened before. It's happened in Oklahoma City. But, you know, the FBI was heavily involved in that, it actually happened in the 90s at the World Trade Center, but, you know, again, the FBI was heavily involved in that, and it became taboo. It became considered a, a form of degrading or uh, an act of, of, of defiance and, and insult to people who were directly affected in the vicinity, in the building, or the families that were indirectly affected. I guess you could say they were directly affected by losing friends and family members, husbands and wives, sons and daughters, aunts and uncles, losing people in the event. And some, to this day, are still trying to figure out what happened, are still trying to get answers, at least just for closure. Now, of course, the federal government, I'm sure you've probably also seen this. It's been 20 years, so I've... I imagine, you know, we, we, we all kind of have a have a good idea of the mainstream and the alternative narratives and things that have been proven wrong and revelations that have that have come out. But, you know, a lot of families were offered money in exchange for their compliance to the official narrative to not sue the government for more information. They were offered money. And I mean if your husband just died or your wife just died or a family member just died and You know, part of your income was lost and the government wants to hand you a check not to sue, not to try to examine and figure out what happened. Most people took that money and who can fault them? There's a lot of things about 9-11 that go far beyond that one word, terrorism, that we always consider, we always think about, we always associate with that day. But 9-11, September 11th, was a series of essentially three events: New York City, Washington, and Pennsylvania. It was a triune attack. Now likely that other plane was going to go to Washington, but the fact that it crashed or where it was shot down in Pennsylvania, nevertheless is irrelevant to the point that there were three points on the map in which this event that morning, Took place. Now, again, regardless of what your view is on 9 11, regardless of what my view is on 9 11 as a whole in general, I think we can set that aside for a moment and we can recognize, first and foremost, that those events, especially for Western civilization and perhaps even for other parts of the world who look to Western civilization for civilizing guidance, or at least look to Western civilization for things that they desire, luxuries, etc. It was traumatizing. It was much more than the psychological term adverse experience, or a series of adverse experiences that result in injury, physical or mental when we have these psychological traumas, it changes the way that the brain functions. It impairs our neurophysiological and psychological and cognitive functioning. It makes it more difficult to conceive of and to perceive actual reality. And so it's kind of like what Carl Rove said on national television. When we act, we make new realities. We make new realities. Now, it's really interesting because if you go back and you read the project for the New American Century, we won't get into it tonight on the show, but you can find a PDF copy online for free written by a group of people collectively known as the neocons, you know, the neoconservatives. That document specifies a number of things that are very interesting and link the last 20 years between September 11th and 2021 in a way that is kind of bizarre because PNAC talked not only about major events, a new Pearl Harbor that would lead to a restructuring of U.S. dominance and the establishment of, of more Western U.S. superiority in the world. It also talked about other types of biological things, but like biological weapons. And it's interesting, over the last 20 years, it's not just that 9-11 was this horrible, traumatic experience, regardless of how you perceive it to have, have happened, but it's stuck with us for 20 years. And things are happening today in 2021 that are an extension of what happened 20 years ago. It's almost like a form of time travel in a way, if you think about it. Because recently we just saw the let's call it, for lack of a better word and for lack of time, a debacle in Afghanistan. And it seems like, and this may be just my perspective, that a lot of the people that were so anti-war, anti-anti-anti-war, at least after a couple of years of conflict in Iraq and Afghanistan officially, are now wanting to go back into Afghanistan 20 years later and it's like the the collective conscience of the public doesn't even remember i mean some soldiers don't even know why they're going to war in the first place why did you go to occupy a foreign land we don't even hear people talk like that anymore it doesn't matter if you're on the left right or down the middle you know libertarians used to be famous for saying that it doesn't even seem like libertarians are concerned it's been so long it's been it's been so so many years between these events that we just kind of forget why things today are taking place. And so, you know, there's a method by which we go through trauma and, and psychological events. And, and and the final part of that that system is we 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 begin to accept as the new normal what has happened. After denial, we eventually accept it and it becomes part of a new psychological, neurophysiological and cognitive functioning and a new reality, a new normal. And in order to preserve that fragile mental, psychological, physiological or neurophysiological cognitive state, we begin to worship and enshrine and and, and kneel in honor and veneration of the symbols, of of the events that transpired in order to preserve our own psychological state. All the 9-11 shrines, like Holocaust shrines, they're very, very similar to what this nurse in Colorado made. Uh, You saw this on the weekend. A, A Colorado nurse transformed COVID vaccine vials into... Uh, A work of art, a chandelier, as some weird shrine to COVID-19. We're going to talk about that when we come back from break. It's really bizarre. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. www.thesecretteachings.info. The email, rdgable at yahoo.com. Going to look at the Tower of Babel and the Twin Towers tonight from the Kabbalah to the Bible. Again, I'm Ryan Gable, this is The Secret Teachings, there's more after this, don't go anywhere. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is the Secret Teachings Radio on the Fringe FM.
2: If you enjoy the Secret Teachings and want to hear more while supporting the show, visit the website, thesecretteachings.info, and subscribe to our show archive. As a yearly subscriber, you can download and stream every show after it airs and get Access to the digital versions of each one of Ryan's books. The show offers weekly and monthly subscriptions, or for $50 a year, get access to the archive, montages, and digital books at a discounted price. Just visit thesecretteachings.info and click on the donate button at the top of the page. Your subscription supports The Secret Teachings, the Fringe Field,
3: and you.
0: Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings. And like my show, I like to associate with people and companies who are passionate about taking steps to a healthier life. Pro One Water Filters brings you simple-to-use systems for the home, business, and even the shower. They filter fluoride, heavy metals, and more, and their shower heads stop chlorine from being vaporized and inhaled. i personally use their systems now for five years, and they're worth every penny sincerely. Our other affiliate, US Plus Health, is a small American company specializing in hydrogen peroxide solutions, isopropyl alcohol, and hand sanitizers with no additional ingredients like ethanol, chloride, or methanol. They use 100% U.S. materials at an FDA-registered facility. Their simple, non-toxic formulations are both safe and gentle. They evaporate quickly and leave no residue or stickiness. They're even recommended by the CDC, FDA, and WHO as opposed to other toxic chemicals like QACs. Find links to these affiliates, Pro One Water Filters, and US Plus Health on our website, www.thesecretteachings.info for links, or visit usplushealth.com and type in the promo code TSTCLEAN.
2: And so are we. KTLK. Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email Ryan at rdgable
1: at Yahoo. Hello folks, this is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com and you're
0: listening to The Secret Teachings with your host
1: Ryan Gable.
0: Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and I want to share something astounding with you. It's no mistake that Delta equals four numerically, and that with its three sides equals seven, the number of revelations that heralds the apocalypse to build a new kingdom on the ashes of the old. The new kingdom is not firstly God's, though, but a false prophet who will be crowned, the Corona. His kingdom is seven years long, but it's cut in half. Delta means change and authority and conveys a deep meaning in holding the eye of God and his infallible name, Yahweh, the Tetragrammaton. It's no mistake Images of SARS-CoV-2 have little triangles, or that delta waves place people into a diseased, unstable state of mind. It's no mistake the biggest global conspiracy is one of depopulation, that its logo is supposedly a triangle, and that delta extracted from the Norse Vulcanut means fertility. These are the patterns that we see in the observations that we make on the Secret Teachings Radio. Five nights a week broadcasting on the Fringe FM. For more information, check out the Secret Teachings.info or email us, rdgable at yahoo.com. I'm Ryan Gable, your host, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings Radio, broadcasting around the world. We thank you for listening, tuning in tonight, wherever you may be, whenever it may be. If you'd like to contact the show, rdgable at yahoo.com, rdgable at yahoo.com, and our website, where you can access the archive, grab my books, and check out past shows, www.thesecretteachings.info. There's a nurse in Colorado here in the States who took COVID-19 vaccine vials and made them into what CNN calls a work of art in an effort to show appreciation to and for healthcare workers. Laura Wise told CNN she was a retired nurse when Boulder County Public Health asked for help administering vaccines back in February of 2020. Twenty-one. So, she took that help inquiry and went to fight for the cause. She then got permission to use the glass Moderna vaccine vials to create a chandelier. She said, I realized I wanted to do something with light because I just felt like it's been such a dark and challenging year for so many people that like the idea of bringing a light to this. Now, you may may yourself already have an opinion on this, and I'm not particularly interested in opinions. I'm not interested in sharing my opinion with you. What I'm interested in is the casual and the direct material and synchro connection between this vile shrine, this vile chandelier, and what is this week, the 20th anniversary of September 11th, you know, that event that a lot of people have forgotten about. We've also seen in the last couple of weeks the ongoing deterioration of the Afghan state. We've seen people, movements, mindsets that have been for years void of any anti-war sentiment suddenly want to go back into Afghanistan because the Taliban are killing innocent people. 20 years since 9-11, we have seen a steady to rapid decrease in the respect, in the honor, in the dignity, in the strength of the United States of America. We've also seen the same in general in the Western world. Since 9-11, there have been a number of things that have happened that have been significant turning points as we look back in history. 9-11 itself might have been one of the biggest turning points, having created a new psychological paradigm, an event, especially for those of us not accustomed to such things happening in our cities or in our countries, The event was such an adverse experience followed by a series of additional experiences or psychological traumas that impaired our brain functioning, impaired our neurophysiological, cognitive, and psychological functioning. It limited our ability to think and especially to think critically. In some ways, it limited our ability to interact with others. Now, initially... The traumatic event brought the country together. It brought much of the world together. That was the psychological, propagandizing, manipulative wording, terminology, and magical tactic that was used to take a traumatic event, a horrifying event, regardless of who's responsible, regardless of how it was carried out, and to justify things that had been planned and written about in the project for the new American century to occupy, to invade foreign countries, to expand occupation, whether that be for resource extraction, the destruction of history, museums, etc., in those regions, the destruction of those people, the attempt to widen the imperial state, the attempt to expand the Roman Empire. Now, these are not the faults of a constitutional republic in particular. These are the faults of those corrupt, greedy psychopaths that are consumed by power and control, possessed by something That encourages them to take possession of other things. We look back on 9-11 20 years later. The anniversary is this Saturday. We look back on 9-11 20 years later. And, you know, over the years, we've done so many 9-11 shows. We've looked at, we've talked to people like Richard Gage. We've looked at the symbology, the Twin Towers. We've looked at both mainstream, alternative and independent narratives like those of Where Did the Towers Go, Dr. Judy Wood? We've looked at wild, outrageous claims that are preposterous and help only to maintain in the mainstream narrative and psychology that anyone who refuses to accept or simply asks questions as per the mainstream narrative that they are nutters, they're bonkers, they're insane, they're crazy. And a lot of those misleading ideas which are just bound by by an inability to think critically, to use common sense. And of course, with a lack of context and perspective, a lot of those those People, I think, are planted or are allowed to proliferate on the Internet. So it makes it more difficult to figure out what's going on. It also confirms and clarifies that there's something in the official narrative that is wrong. I maintain that it's virtually every major point is inaccurate and wrong, not just because people are quick to find a reason for this trauma, but to quickly use it as a justification in order to carry out things, to carry out actions you wouldn't otherwise be able to do. About five years ago, I think it was, when I was living in Boise, Idaho, it was one of the last years I lived there, I was taking a uh, a walk. Uh, I think I had my bike with me, but I know, I know it was on the Green Belt. I'd taken a walk and then rode my bike. And, you know, I, I always would bike by this little metal uh, statue that they had just right down the path from the Anne Frank Memorial, which is now a human rights memorial. If you're in Boise, Idaho, you'll know what I'm talking about. There is a, uh, a shrine that's right next to the fire department in Boise. And it's it's back behind the fire department. It's like a, a fire department training facility, and it's right off the greenbelt there in Boise. It's like a a weird shrine to the twin towers, supposedly a piece of metal, and I, I assume that they've if it's not a cast of metal, uh, a cast of something that was found, you know, as rubble in New York. City that that morning in the weeks and months preceding uh, 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 following rather uh, whatever it was you know I don't, I'm not sure but it mimicked or maybe it was and they put some chemicals on it to preserve it some some kind of replication of or some kind of uh, piece of the Twin Towers and it was like this weird shrine and, and when I looked at it I didn't get the feeling that it was meant to, to help me you know not forget what happened. It, it, it would be like, you know, if you were, if you were in a, you know, in a really, really terrible accident, you know, um, if you were traumatized by a car wreck, you might have some resistance to, to getting into a car and, and, you know, or, you know, maybe something happens, you know, like I've, for example, I've cut my finger. Uh, With a knife before cutting food, and that just I get kind of of traumatized by a knife again because I don't want to chop my finger off. That's why I'm careful. But you know, whether it's a knife or it's a car, you're in a traumatic event, and you have some resistance to put yourself back into that position naturally again. Uh, That's the feeling I got when I saw that that pillar, whatever it was, that little shrine, and I started thinking that. This is almost like this is ritual magic. This is um, this is like the way in which a cult controls its followers. Um, this is actually what uh, very similar to what the uh, the Catholic Church did, according to a grand jury report in Pennsylvania. The children that the priests and other members of the church reportedly uh, were abusing. They would give them these little uh, talismans or totems or little, you know, like necklaces, so that they could identify who was their property, uh, what child belonged to what priest, and, and to not touch that child because that child belonged to to another another person in the church. And it it's just kind of it has. I have a very very similar feeling when I see these these nine eleven shrines. I don't know if you know, this is something you've ever seen because I've only seen a couple of them and I've traveled across the country. There's more Holocaust memorials than there are 9-11 memorials or 9-11 shrines. But, you know, a a memorial is different than a shrine. Um, I mean, if you just look up the definition of the word shrine, a shrine is a place or it could be, um, you know, a relic, uh, which is considered holy because of its associations with uh, a divinity or a, a... uh, a sacred person, etc. So you know a shrine. You could build a shrine around the, the the chalice that Jesus drank with at the Last Supper. If you had the the, the physical chalice, I mean, they did that uh, in um, in the case of Princess Diana, the drink that she had the night that she died, the cup, and I think it still has her lipstick on it. That is in in a in a in an enshrined uh, box that you can go view. So they literally have Diana's last supper, last drink cup. It's, it's a relic. It's been turned into a shrine. Um, there's all kinds of different forms of shrines or, uh, you know, different types of uh, places of worship, whether they're buildings and whether they're centered around an item like a cup or a sacred person, uh, statues, uh, you know, saints, whatever it might be. Uh, a shrine is a holy place that's dedicated to something, dedicated to a demon, dedicated to you know a, a some type of specific deity, um, maybe a hero or even an ancestor for that matter. A shrine is a place of worship, and I find it disturbing when I when I've seen those nine eleven shrines, and I find it really disturbing when I see the. Holocaust shrines. I'm not talking about a memorial. You know, I I went down to Tombstone, Arizona a couple of years ago. And I mean, you are in the middle of the middle of the desert, almost in Mexico. Like you can drive right by Mexico. You can throw a rock into Mexico. Uh, It is in the middle of nowhere. Uh, If you've seen the movie Tombstone or you've read the stories and whatnot, you might have an appreciation for that area. uh, The Old West. But out there at Boot Hill, the famous Boot Hill, if you walk like maybe less than a quarter of a mile down from Boot Hill, the cemetery, which I think you have to pay like five bucks to get in, there is a Holocaust memorial in the middle of the middle of the desert. But that memorial is even different. It's not really a shrine. You know, the the Anne Frank Memorial... If you go to that in Boise, Idaho, and it's one of the only ones in the United States that's like a big, giant memorial they've turned into a human, human, human rights memorial, it, it's not really a memorial so much as it is a shrine. Um, and that's what a lot of Holocaust uh, memorials and museums are really all about. It's not really about about remembering. You can remember without the constant reminder. Remember, remember the 5th of November Right, it's like remember, remember the eleventh of September. I mean, that was the slogan. It still is the slogan. Never forget, never forget, never forget. Just reminding you, reminding you, reminding you, Tra- traumatizing you. I mean, it's like it's like almost it's either a form of uh, or a reverse form of gaslighting. It's not that you're being blamed for for doing something you didn't do, and someone keeps turning the gas on. It's like you're an American. That's why people hate you. You're an American. That's why. People don't like you. you. You have freedom, George Bush said, right? It's because of your freedom that they attacked us. It's because you are free people that they attacked you. And that plays a subtle subconscious role in conditioning the public to believe what? If I was attacked because I'm free, whatever that means, then if I want to be safe, I need to not be free. I'm sure you can understand what that means. So when you look at these shrines, like I look at the Anne Frank one in Boise, Idaho, I used to, you know, almost every day walk by it and they expanded it. It's not really a it's not really a memorial. It's a shrine. And I go to places like that. I've seen places like that, and they just they disturb me. It's like, why? It's it's one thing to remember, but it's another thing to just to venerate to, 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 to in, in encapsulate a, a horrible thing and just keep reminding people of it. I mean, nobody is going to forget about the Holocaust. You could go a generation without teaching that in school, and people are still going to know about it. We've gone 20 years... Nine Eleven is is like a chapter in some history books in, in, in high school. Uh, one history book I saw a couple of years ago it had maybe like a three page write up on nine Eleven, but it doesn't really give you any information. It's, I mean, I think it's it's incredible to me. I was in fifth grade, and, and over the last twenty years, you know, I've I've seen the transformation of society and, and I can remember the transformation of society as per what it used to be and what it is now. And, and, and obviously some people say everything started at nine 11. I don't believe that things far predate nine 11 back to desert storm and Vietnam and Korea. And it's just like, it's a constant endless procedure uh, uh, of history, a non-surgical procedure of history which furthermore repeats itself. And uh, you know these these things, whether it's a 9/11 memorial or shrine or it's an Anne Frank Holocaust memorial or shrine, that they, they're encapsulating they they're preserving something that's that's very, very dark. And so when remember when George Bush said that, he said, you know that they're jealous of our freedom. They're jealous, jealous of our freedom. That's why, we were attacked as Americans. You say what you want about George Bush, Bill Clinton, Barack Obama, doesn't really matter. Jealous of our freedom. And that's why you were attacked. Well, think about that for a moment. If you were attacked because you're free, that implies, subtly, if you think about it, That if you choose to not be free, you give up freedom by whatever definition you have. What happens? You won't be attacked. And if the people that attacked us were so jealous of our freedoms, the National Security Agency, the Bush administration, the warrantless wiretapping, the wars of aggression and occupation without congressional approval, that should have led to George Bush being impeached immediately. The expansion of those wars through drones and uh, a lacking of congressional approval for other presidents like Barack Obama and uh, even to some extent Donald Trump and, of course, Joe Biden. and, And the call now to let's go back to Afghanistan. 20 years and trillions of dollars and Thousands of American lives lost and thousands of other lives lost and millions of civilian lives lost and communities, cities, devastated, decimated, catastrophic destructions, irreversible destruction of society and culture and language and knowledge and whatever. And let's just go back because it was the, the, the trillions of dollars and all the people that died and all that, that didn't it didn't really work the first time. So let's go in again for another 10, 15 years. I mean, is that what people actually believe? Is that what they actually think? I mean, I guess people that believe that also believe, well, if they were jealous of our freedom, if we just give up our freedom, then we won't be attacked. We have nothing to hide, so why don't we just allow the NSA to spy on us so we can make sure that the terrorists aren't planning another attack? Remember that illogical line of thinking? Well, this proves what the founding fathers of our constitutional republic attempted to enshrine, and in fact, indeed did enshrine, but has been forgotten and misinterpreted In a grossly negligent and repugnant way, in order to confuse people, in order to gaslight people into thinking that, well, you have a right to privacy, but not if other people might be doing bad things. Not if you're doing something bad, but other people might be doing bad things. So we need to watch what everybody does in private. We need to get access to everything that you have that's private from your home to your most intimate thoughts so that we can stop other people from committing acts of violence. It doesn't matter if you're healthy. We need you to do the same thing that the sick people are doing to keep them healthy. You see, it's the same illogical, reversed, upside-down mindset. And it is, it is intelligence agency, Confucius Institute, Tavistock Foundation, Carnegie Foundation Rockefeller Foundation inspired. You're jealous. They're jealous of our freedom, so that's why they attacked us. Well, then give up your freedom. You won't be attacked anymore. Well, they shouldn't be jealous of our freedom anymore. I heard that in a rap song one time. That you know if they if 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 the whole idea was that they were jealous of our freedom, then they shouldn't be jealous anymore cuz there ain't no freedom left, right? But this, see, the thing is, there still is. There still is. You know, we still have all these these rights that we have to assert. But when we are constantly reminded of the trauma, never forget, never forget, never forget, never forget. Remember, remember the fifth of November. We're constantly reminded, even if it's subconsciously reminded through the memorials and the rituals, and every year, every year, September. Becomes the month of remembering. We remember 9-11. There's documentaries. There's movies. There's TV shows. There's mentions of it on the news. It's like, never forget, never forget that horrible day that the evil terrorists were jealous of our freedom, so they attacked us. Now, at this point, we could investigate the backstory. We could investigate the Pentagon being struck not by a plane the Pennsylvania plane going to the White House, being shot down. George Bush on Air Force One having communications cut. Dick Cheney running the whole thing with a can of soda, telling people the plan still stands. Radar operators not knowing if this was real world or exercise. The Pentagon running drills this morning of 9-11. Crashing planes into the World Trade Center and Pentagon running a drill of exactly what was going to happen within minutes. And we go into all the details or how a lot of Air Force pilots were shipped off to Canada for training exercises. There were only a handful of fighter jets ready and active to defend the whole East Coast of the United States. The push and the, uh, the pull and the put options, rather, that were placed on American and United Airlines, bets that the airlines would fail. You know, this is all very important. So is the work of Judy Wood and the work of Richard Gage. All of that's important. But if you really want to understand it, I think the understanding comes in the form of psychology. Again, an adverse experience, a psychological trauma, or a series of experiences result in an injury to the mind and the brain and therefore by extension the the, the body. And, and one could perhaps argue consciousness It alters the way the brain functions. It impairs our cognitive processing, as do staring at cell phones, by the way. It impairs our psychological and neurophysiological functioning. We either become so traumatized that we begin to accept anything and everything that we are told must be done to prevent that trauma, Our brains shut down, and we begin to believe things that are false, that are inaccurate. And anybody who dares to question the inaccuracy, you're not questioning what happened on September 11th. You're questioning the very core essence of the person who believes that narrative. You are attacking that person psychologically. That's how they are perceiving it, whether it is conscious, subconscious, or unconscious. At least that's how I view it. So in order to fix this problem, I think we need to go into the unconscious and the subconscious. And we need to do a little bit of digging. We need to do a little bit of of diving. We need to do a little bit of of excavation to find out what exactly is there in the symbols, in, in the metaphor what exactly is there that could help us better understand? Not the events themselves per se, not the ritual component of it, but the symbols. And this nurse in Colorado took all these vials and and made a a, a COVID nineteen vaccine vial chandelier as some weird homage, some weird shrine that she says will bring light. To such a dark and challenging year when although you could interpret it as bringing light i think you could equally interpret it as bringing darkness subscribing so inherently to to the point where it becomes a part of your yourself it, it is just you it is inherent that, that 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 this is true that this narrative is 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 exactly what's happening and th- these vials are saving people's lives and that becomes that's everything that's happened that's the trauma it's been a year and a half of every day is another 911 it's been a year and a half of death tolls and case numbers although people aren't necessarily dying from anything they're dying you know with something they're dying of other diseases that are classified only by symptom complexes they're dying from car wrecks and gunshots and heart attacks and you know cancerous growths and they're growing from from their organs shutting down they're growing they're dying from their organs shutting down dying from smoking dying from doing drugs dying from drinking excessively dying from anxiety dying from stress dying from suicide dying from watching too much CNN and Fox News dying from being a Republican dying from being a Democrat they're dying from 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 hive mind collectivized hyper emotionally. Uh, uh, hysterical mindsets that affect the body and make you sick. They're dying from a lot of different things, okay? They're dying from chemicals. They're dying from all types of things. That's why people are dying. But they, you can't isolate and identify. And, and we just look at what we perceive to be the simplest explanation. It's like, well, some people aren't sick now, so it must be because of this magic potion in the vial. And that's what this is really all about. All this is magic. All this is magic. The, the, the twin pillars are biblical. Boaz and Jaqen, they are Masonic. They are biblical. Hell, they're in the Lord of the Rings. Where do you think the idea for those movies came from? They come from Norse mythology. They come from, from, from Hindu mythology. They come from Christian mythos, Christian ideology. They, they come from the Old World, from Greek and Roman mythology. Why do you think movies like Lord of the Rings are so powerful? Because mythologically, because metaphorically, because symbolically, it speaks to the subconscious and the unconscious that links us to our ancestors, that links us to the past, that links us to this collective consciousness. That's why Lord of the Rings is so popular. That's why Harry Potter is so popular with the Philosopher's Stone that Harry has the whole time. You just have to realize you have it. You have it the whole time. You have the stone. And that's why those movies, those books, they're so incredibly popular. You know, they rake in billions of dollars because it speaks to this this subconscious, this unconscious. I mean, if you want the best explanation of this, I don't think there's anyone who could have explained it better than Joseph Campbell. In comparative religions, A Hero with a Thousand Faces, Joseph Campbell even consulted on Star Wars. That's why Star Wars is timeless and powerful. It doesn't matter, you know, plot holes per se, you know, or, you know, some crappy CG in, in, in a newer movie. It's because of the story and, and the basis for the story. It's powerful. So if, if, if this nurse, this nurse makes this, the chandelier, and it's like not only is it a shrine, but the vial itself is, is a magical little bottle of potion. But, but you know, the love potions don't actually work. Those, those, those potions for strength and potion, like, like you're playing Oblivion or something, those potions don't work. The, the, the magical leaps to get to something you haven't earned are works of the proverbial devil. They're part of the Faustine agreement. The devil will give you whatever you want, but the devil is also due his pound of flesh as well. And when you exchange in agreement for what it is that you desire as opposed to what you need that should be achieved and accomplished on your own under the will and the direction of your consciousness with the support of God or good, when you abandon that and make that deal and you leap over the natural order of things, there is only, absolutely, as a fundamental law of nature, the exchange of of the essence of being. You sell your soul to the devil, and what you get in exchange is only an illusion. It's only a glittering, sparkling, corporeal, physical, material illusion. There's nothing there. All the beautiful uh, dinnerware and the cups and the chalices and the the beautiful people at the wedding of one of the, the students of Apollonius of Tyana was all an illusion. The woman he was marrying was a Lamia, was a vampire who was going to drink his blood, was going to eat him. But she gave him all these wonderful beautiful things. It was all a scam. It was all it's all the work of of the devil. It's the Faustian agreement. And it's funny because this nurse says she wants to bring light to a dark subject. I don't think she's bringing light to a dark subject unless the light she's bringing is Lucifer essence. Okay, I don't think the light, the light she's bringing is Lucifer, the fallen angel, descending from the heavens. And that's what this chandelier looks like to me. It looks like an upside down tower of Babel. And that makes me a little bit nervous. That makes me a little bit makes me a little bit creeped out. It looks like an upside down tower of Babel. And what creeps me out maybe even more is that if you look at part of the D-wave computer, The one that Geordie Rose developed, who said it can be used to peer into other dimensions and to extract resources, and he talked about Lovecraft and the Lovecraftian old ones. Part of that D-Wave computer, part of the chip processor for that computer, looks like this chandelier. Just a little bit skinnier. And both this chandelier and that chip for the D-Wave, part of that D-Wave computer, they both look like the Tower of Babel. The Tower of Babel is man's attempt to reach God, and when God reaches down to touch man, we get the finger of God and man touching, we get the connection of the upright and the downward triangle or delta, and in the middle where they touch, there's your singularity and connection with God, and it's It's disturbing to me, though, because there are other things that reach down to us. Other things from the heavens that reach down that are fallen. Fallen light from Venus, cast to the earth by the reflector, the moon, Jehovah. Lucifer cast down to earth, and Lucifer puts his hand out. He offers us assistance in making that deal with the devil. The chandelier that brings light to the world. It brings Lucifer essence, I think. It's my opinion. I think it brings the fallen angel down, symbolically. It's no different than the D-wave quantum computer. It brings the fallen, the old ones, into our world. The Tower of Babel connects it, man's attempt through technology, to reach God. And in both instances, as in the Tower of Babel story in the Bible, God scrambles the language and God punishes man for these decisions and actions. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. And there's a lot more after this. The Twin Towers, Strength and Beauty, Philosophy and Science, right here on The Secret Teachings. Lighting the void with the secret teachings of all ages. It's KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM.
3: All three books can be purchased on the website at thesecretteachings.info, where you can read reviews from other authors and radio hosts around the world. Just visit thesecretteachings.info.
0: Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and I want to share something very interesting with you. It's no mistake that the CDC began recommending masks in April of 2020, and that people immediately had trouble adapting or breathing, just a few weeks before George Floyd died in Minneapolis. After his death, people began chanting, I can't breathe, on May 26th. It's no mistake that in June, this man with black skin, who had been turned into a god, was placed into a golden coffin, a real-life reenactment of the killing of Osiris in Egyptian myth. It's no coincidence the same month that this took place in the Twin Cities, a twin summit was taking place with the World Economic Forum, the implications of which we look at on The Secret Teachings. And these are the patterns and observations that we make on the show five nights a week, broadcasting on The Fringe FM. For more information, check out the secretteachings.info or email us at rdgable at yahoo.com.
2: so are we. KTLK Digital Broadcasting The Fringe FM Are you thinking about creating a podcast but don't know where to start? Yeah, I- do you really want to have to learn all this stuff? Individual track processing, enhance and sound quality, Add out those pauses and slips, mix multiple clips and tracks, volume for deliver consistent sound, live podcast production, show notes and SEO optimization, episode upload to hosting, live call screening, balance levels and loudness, measure broadcast standards, full branding packages, logo design, podcast site, website, no artwork. Or do you just want to get on the mic and get your ideas out there? The Fringe FM team is here to help with all of your podcasting, audio and video production needs. From simple podcast to audio enhancement, our professional production staff will make it easier than ever to create the podcast you desire. Visit the Fringe.fm, join our team and get jump started on your podcast today. Everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of a team. What are you doing on Wednesdays? I want to invite you to join me, Jess Rogie, the host of The Rogie Report, where I provide commentary and invite guests on to talk about UAPs, conspiracies, current events, nature of reality, consciousness, and, of course, the paranormal. Listen to The rogie Report every Wednesday live at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern here on the Fringe FM KTLK Digital Broadcasting.
0: your host, Ryan Gable, and I'd like to welcome you back to The Secret Teachings, hour number two. If you'd like to contact the show, rdgable at yahoo.com. And if you're just joining us or you've never listened to The Secret Teachings before, you can find our full show archive on the website at thesecretteachings.info. Download and stream all of the shows there with a subscription, which will also get you access to all of our montages. We have about 90 of those or are going on 90. And with every yearly subscription, you also get a physical copy of one of my books. I'm still running that deal. So just go to www.thesecretteachings.info. You can get access to the archive, the montages, the digital books, and a physical book with free shipping here in the United States. Check out those books on the website as well if you'd like to read reviews. See the books. They're big books. These aren't pamphlets. These are massive compilations of of 10 years of my work and research, and I occasionally will update them as well as I learn new, interesting, and important things that relate to the other things that I've written about in the past. All those books in the archive, again, www.thesecretteachings.info, and the email, again, rdgable at yahoo.com. After the attacks of September 11th, 2021, we were told that terrorists were responsible due to their hatred of freedom. We were told to never forget, just like the 5th of November. Never, 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 ever, ever, ever forget. Never, never forget the 11th of September. Now, such a claim subconsciously and unconsciously implies, like a serpentine whisper, with a serpentine whisper... That if we want to be safe and prevent further attacks, we must surrender the thing that made the terrorists jealous and hateful. Freedom. The psychological trauma caused by such an implication and by such an event alters the way in which our brains function. It impairs our ability to cognitively process information it impairs our neurophysiological and psychological functioning. In other words, it creates a new normal, a new reality. An inability to process the old world. Because the brain changes. And I believe along with this, the brain chemistry changes. 20 years later, much of the public preservation of that quote-unquote freedom has been eroded. The Twin Towers disappearing that morning represented the fall of strength and beauty, not just the North and the South Tower. They represented the Baconian pillars of philosophy and science, or the Masonic pillars of Boaz and Jochen in the Bible, in the Masonic Temple, in the Temple of Solomon, and even in the story of Samson along with the collapse of the social and cultural temple, or order, the order represented by the temple, upheld by those pillars. For two decades, we have seen memorials turned into shrines in honor of the families that died or were affected And in honor of of the United States of America having come together. But that honor has been diverted from families, including in the past how families have been kept out of New York City for memorials, for anniversary celebrations. Families have been kicked out. All that loving consideration, all the, the memorials, that have been turned into shrines, have diverted attention from the families and from the country to the traumatizing events themselves and all of their satellite issues. These past 20 years have also culminated in a series of ongoing traumas beginning in 2020, promulgated by media 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Constant death tolls, case counts, etc., etc., etc. Recently, A nurse in Colorado transformed vials of Moderna vaccines into a chandelier shrine. And when that happened, it became very clear that ritual of material and magic of the mind were very much at work. The nurse said she wanted to bring light to, quote, such a dark and challenging year. Though her work of art strangely mimicked a quantum computer chip itself an inverted Tower of Babel. See uh, Kircher's Tower of Babel, one of my favorite depictions. It's actually in my book, Occult Arcana. If you have the book, there's a picture of Kircher's Tower of Babel in there. I think it's uh, within the first 50 pages. It's at the beginning. Now, the implication is that reaching the heavens provides no guarantee that God is going to respond, especially if intentions are rooted in material motivations. Sometimes a false light reaches back, connecting its point downward with the overreaching or the outreaching hand of man moving upwards. Our whole universe, our planet, our bodies, our minds, everything has a center, everything has a focal point, the axis mundi the center of all things, the tree of life. These ideas, these concepts are preserved in philosophies, mythologies, stories. The axis mundi is the line of the stem that goes through the earth's center, connecting its surface to the underworld and the heavens around which the universe revolves. It's the central point of all things. It's represented by by a tree, Uh, in Hebraic and in Norse mythos, along with others. It's the cosmic metaphysical center. And the cosmic metaphysical center of the tree is known as Kether, which becomes the number one in Kabbalah. In the Zohar, that center is known as the concealed one. It is the central sphere of manifestation, the very top of our tree from which all branches come out of. It's the logos that we know as order and knowledge as reason. As the branches grow downward, the number one splits into duality, the two principles that become permanent throughout all lower spheres. In other words, the androgynous splits into what we refer to as men and women, or precisely speaking, the father and mother. Kether is the crown. I'm sure some of you have studied the Kabbalah. Kether, the crown, it flows into the pillar of mercy, where we find Kokma, our number two, across the tree through the central pillar, is a connection to Bina, our number three, or Bina, our number three, which indicates and initiates the pillar of severity as it flows from the crown through the second sphere. In other words, the crown splits into the pillar of severity and the pillar of mercy. One is wisdom, and the father, kokma. Bina, or b'nai, is understanding and the mother. Israel Regardi explains that the four letters of Yahweh, the tetragrammaton, are associated with the father and mother principles. The former is given the letter Y to its name, and the latter is given H. From these two principles come the child, or as Rigardi wrote, from consciousness and its vehicle are all things formed. From consciousness and its vehicle are all things formed. Now, if you open up a Bible and go to Judges, chapter 16, 28 through 30, it says this. Then Samson prayed to the Lord, Sovereign Lord, remember me. Please, God, strengthen me just once more and let me... With one blow, get revenge on the Philistines for my two eyes. Then Samson reached toward the two central pillars on which the temple stood, bracing himself against them, his right hand on the one and his left hand on the other. Samson said, Let me die with the Philistines. Then he pushed with all his might, and down came the temple on the rulers and all the people in it. Thus he killed many more when he died than while he lived. In the Tarot deck, Justice is the eighth card of the Major Arcana. It denotes soul and the notion of equilibrium by balancing scales and a seat between two pillars. A crown sits upon the head of Lady Justice. Often the crown on the head is accompanied by a solar emblem signifying truth and light. The High Priestess Tarot card, one of my favorite cards, sets between two pillars, the priestess does, marked by a B for Boaz and J for Jachin, the pillars used in construction of Solomon's temple. They also signify male and female, the columns of the Kabbalistic tree of life, the path or the pillar of mercy and the path or the pillar of severity. The ancient concept of pillars maintaining divine intelligence and wisdom it's addressed in one of my favorite myths, the story of Osiris and the murder, or attempted murder, or at least the attempted oppression of Osiris by his brother Seth, or Seth. Eliphas Levi helps extend our understanding of the meaning of the pillars. He writes, quote, these two pillars represented man and woman, reason and faith, power and liberty, Cain and Abel, right and duty. They were pillars of the intellectual and moral world. The monumental hieroglyphic of the antinomy, inevitable to the grand law of creation. I think that might be one of the best ways to summarize my perspective on the esoteric and metaphysical nature of the twin towers, the twin pillars. They represent, as we know, man and woman from Kabbalah, reason and faith, power and liberty, philosophy and science of Bacon Cain and Abel, right and duty. They're pillars of the intellectual and moral world. That right there, pillars, that's what Eliphaz Levi called them, pillars of the intellectual and moral world. And let's relate that to the story of Samson in the book of Judges. When you push those two pillars down, what happens? The temple collapses. If you push apart power and liberty... Reason and faith, man and woman, strength and beauty, philosophy and science. The two pillars that hold up the universal fabric that are central to the axis mundi. If you push those pillars apart like Samson did, you push apart intellect and morality, ethics, virtue, you name it. You push apart the foundation of the fabric of the world, preserved in the essence of the laws of nature and God. Destroying those pillars is pushing apart reason, justice, philosophy, science, etc. It's meant to bring destruction upon the self. This is equally a Masonic allegory to the metaphor of a collapsing temple that brings about a bearing of reason and truth in the rubble. In Kabbalah, the two pillars of strength and beauty represent the universal house, which may fall if these supporting columns are pushed apart by the likes of Samson. There are several other historical allegories and metaphors that may also be understood likewise, such as the story of Jesus walking on water. There's a literal explanation, and another with deeper roots concealed within the magical nature of conquering the elements. If one has mastered fire, for example, then he has the ability to walk upon it without... Pain or without being burned. He whose master navigation of the ocean may be said to have conquered the seas and waters. We can find further evidence of this by the physical sun shining on the water, otherwise walking across the surface, as did Jesus. And when Peter stepped on the water, we can interpret this as the surface of illusion made inoperable by the faith or realization of Jesus or truth. Once Peter doubted and lost his faith, well, you know what happened. He sank into illusion, Maya like Jonah being swallowed up by the great whale. See, in that story, Peter lost sight of the way, the ancient path of initiation, dedication to truth, whereby the student adheres to the principles of certain esoteric philosophies. Embodiment of these philosophies, embodiment of this specific philosophy, was a sense of moral responsibility and an understanding of life achieved through various teachings and rituals. Through initiation, a newly formed Hierophant would have realized that life is Death and death is life. Life is therefore a grand illusion and a complex dream. Thus we can be reminded of a classic nursery rhyme preserving an element of these philosophies. And if you really listen to it, it's, it's kind of a creepy nursery rhyme. By merely rowing our boat down the stream, it is not meant to suggest we cheerfully ignore our life but instead that we embrace it and realize that life is a dream and one that we should experience to the fullest. Row, row, row your boat, gently down the stream, merrily, 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 life is but a dream. These two pillars that represent all the things that I just mentioned to you, when they are brought down, when those twin towers are brought down, The intellect and the moral world upheld by those pillars in the temple are brought down and the rubble buries not only strength and beauty, reason and faith, man and woman, intellect, and the morality in the world. They bury reason and truth. And the magical, ritualistic result of this is in essence a spiritual revenge against that which is good, that which is constructed, that which is in order. The rebellious attitude of Lucifer, the rebellious attitude in opposition to the good of God in the devil, I maintain these are separate entities, but play a very similar part. We know that Lucifer comes down to earth, having been cast out of the heavens. One of the ways In which this can be interpreted is that Venus, the morning light, the false light, bright for a moment before the sun rises, is reflected from the moon and cast down to the earth as an illusion of the real light, the light of the world that illuminates all. That's the sun. The solar apparatus, Jesus is therefore associated with the sun in his astrological connections. In the same way that Judas is Scorpio, the backbiter, the backstabber, gives the kiss of death to Jesus so that the Roman guards can come and arrest him. The sun is God. The moon is also an extension of God, both are male and female. The moon has been known by many names. One is Jehovah, the moon god. Therefore, the moon, God, Jehovah casts Lucifer, Venus, the light, to earth, out of the heavens, down to the ground. This false light provides false securities, false promises. The Faustian deal made with the light, which is fraudulent. The Faustian deal made with the devil, You get these beautiful glittering things that disappear and vanish as quickly as the story of the dinnerware in Apollonius of Tyana and the Lamia. Here in the United States, out in the state of Colorado, there was a nurse who took vials of the Moderna vaccine for COVID-19. She was retired. She took vials of the Moderna vaccine and created a chandelier. And this is what she said about the chandelier. And she probably believes this, and she's probably not a terrible person, but she said, I realized I wanted to do something with light because I just felt like it's been such a dark and challenging year for so many people that like the idea of bringing a light to this. She also says, I think that light can represent hope and clarity, and it also has the potential to actually expand the bigger view And verify perspective. She built a chandelier out of Moderna vaccine vials. And said that it's all a metaphor about bringing light to a dark time. As soon as I saw this, I thought of a memorial that I had seen in Boise, Idaho, years ago when I lived there. A memorial that enshrined either a piece of that had been preserved or a replica cast of a piece of the rubble from the twin towers and this 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 memorial or this thing whatever it was call it a memorial call it a some kind of you know item of remembrance it was like a shrine to 911 to never forget never forget never forget that we were attacked because we're free and if you want to be safe give up freedom not even individual rights per se but the concept that you are a free individual that you have any power to delegate authority to authorities they are inherently authorities basically to view the world more as a as a monarchy rather than a constitutional republic so we never forget and, and 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 that claim of if you really want to be safe give us your freedom and those who give up essential liberties to acquire temporary or elusive or arbitrary Freedom deserves neither, you know. To to uh, paraphrase, greatly paraphrase the uh, ideological genius and and the intellectual genius that was Benjamin Franklin. Uh, these claims, subconsciously and unconsciously, imply with a serpentine whisper that if we want to be safe and prevent further attacks, we might to, we might have to surrender freedom, and, and you know all the psychological trauma that we remember, remember, remember over twenty years. It alters the way in which our brains function, impairing the neurophysiological and psychological and cognitive function of the brain, which also affects the body, society, and culture as a whole. And that leads to people in 2021 not even understanding why were there U.S. soldiers in Afghanistan? Why do people that 20 years ago, or a little less than 20 years ago, were opposed to occupation and invasion, and now they're some of the biggest proponents? They want to go back into Afghanistan. Didn't you learn the first time? Trillions of dollars, thousands to millions of lives lost. Culture, history, society, things decimated, destroyed. Just doesn't really matter, though. Because we've had our minds and brains so warped, so disturbed, that regardless of what reality is, we can't connect with it anymore because the wires in our brains have been rewired to something else. And you look at that chandelier that that nurse made, and I see two things. I see the Tower of Babel. By extension, due to the fact that I see part of the quantum computer, just in the imagery of this chandelier, it looks like that Geordie Rose quantum computer microchip that my friend Kev Baker talks about all the time, which is an inverted Tower of Babel. You reach up to heaven to obtain something you haven't earned. God strikes you down and scrambles your language. And sometimes when you reach up to the heavens, something else reaches back. It's not always God. Sometimes it's a false light, a false chandelier hanging from the heavens reaching the earth. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There's more. Stay with us. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence, but... (laughs)
1: That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today. It not only supports the secret teachings and fringe FM, but most importantly, it supports you. They all say the same thing. They're
3: all like, you know, over the last four years, everything good that happened was because of us. And we would have done more good stuff if it wasn't for those guys. And then the Democrats go, oh, we did all the good stuff. <laughs> it's like you're all working for the same guy.
0: Want more of The Fringe? Check out TheFringe.FM for more information on your favorite shows. Also, don't forget to check out The Fringe mobile app or the other ways you can tune in through the Paranormal
1: Radio app and talk stream Live.
0: Where the normal and paranormal collide, it's The Fringe FM. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM.
3: This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash
1: Teachings.
0: Howdy. This is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret
1: Teachings.
3: I'm Clyde Lewis from Ground Zero Radio, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable.
0: Hi, it's David Childress from Ancient Aliens, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings.
1: Of Caravan to Midnight, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings.
0: Now, sometimes people ask me, Why do you read the Bible? Why do you talk about the Bible so much on radio? You're not a preacher or a pastor. You don't even consider yourself a Christian. Why would you read the Bible? Well, I read the Bible for the same reason I've read not all of it, but partly, partially through the Quran and read the Bhagavad Gita. I've gone through and read the Tibetan Book of the Dead, the Egyptian Book of the Dead. A lot of books I haven't necessarily read the whole text. I haven't read the whole Gnostic Bible, but I've, I've gone through some very important key chapters. I do that because... One, there's history. Two, there's theology. Three, there's human psychology, symbols, the subconscious, the unconscious, comparative religion. I want to learn. I don't just want to be told what to think, how to act. I want to learn. I want to use both sacred and classically considered sacred, that is, and texts that aren't really considered sacred. I want to use that information so that I can learn. And so that I can analyze, especially for radio, topics that need a new perspective, that need a different point of view. There's a nurse out in Colorado. She made a chandelier out of Moderna vaccine vials, the, for the COVID-19 shot, or jab, quote-unquote. There's a nurse out in Colorado who made this this chandelier, and she said that she wanted it to serve as bringing light to, quote, a dark and challenging year. She said, I think that light can represent hope and clarity, and it also has the potential to actually expand the bigger view and verify perspective. I find it more disturbing initially that people who want to do the right thing and to help others can be gaslit manipulated, coerced even, into doing things that in the name of helping others can actually hurt others. In other words, doing the work of the devil, believing you are doing the work of God. Listening to a devil on your shoulder who has changed out his red robes for white robes, replaced his horns with a halo, The people that murder, that torture, that rape, that pillage in the name of justifying the ends. Justifying the means through the ends. What I find secondarily disturbing is that the chandelier, when I see it, and perhaps this is my esoteric occult perspective, it reminds me of two things. First, if I glance at it, and when I did glance at it the first time, I was taken back just by that simple glance that communicates so much to the subconscious. I saw the Gordy Rose, the Geordie Rose rather, D-Wave quantum computer, and the little microchip that my friend in Scotland, Kev Baker from the Kev Baker Show is always talking about, always happy to show you if you ask him to show you the quantum computer, because he got to interview Jordy Rose. I think that was last year sometime. And Jordy Rose once said, and in fact, Jordy Rose is in our introduction to the show, he said, when you stand next to this computer, it's like standing next to an altar to an alien god. That's how foreign it is. That's how technologically advanced it is. An altar to an alien god. And and the device itself has this processing system, this little chip, as far as I understand it. And it looks, if you look at it, it looks like, well, it looks like the Tower of Babel upside down. And not just any Tower of Babel, it looks like Kersher's Tower of Babel turned upside down. Now, you might know the story of the Tower of Babel, but if you don't, I'll refresh Refresh the memory of those who do know and might need a refresher, and then I'll tell you the story for those of you who don't know it. Genesis 11, 1 through 9. Now the whole world had one language and a common speech. They said to each other, come, let's make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They used brick instead of stone and tar for mortar. Then they said, come, let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens so that we may make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, we will be scattered over the face of the whole earth. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower the people were building. The Lord said, if as one people speaking the same language, they have begun to this, or begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be possible, uh, impossible for them. Come, let us go down and confuse their language so they will not understand each other. God was upset that man was attempting to make a name for himself as opposed to living with one language, one common speech. In essence, living a harmoniously communicative and civil society and attempting to reach up to heaven and grasp something that isn't yours, that you haven't earned, to make a name for ourselves. And the Lord said, if as one people speaking the same language, you know, all connected, they've begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. They may reach heaven, they may overthrow heaven. I mean, lots of interpretations have been and will continue to be derived of what the Tower of Babel represents, culturally it is significant it represents in 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 essence the attempt of man to subvert the rule of heaven to replace heaven and to replace god with his own palace his own kingdom his own his own in this case in 2021 technological deity a, a an artificially intelligent system that is housed in the shrine or the temple or the kingdom of an artificial or digital sub-reality. That's one interpretation of it. But I said in essence, the essence is man attempting to obtain something he has not earned, and God scattering the language and preventing that from happening. The Babel Tower, reaching up to heaven, is struck down like the Tower Tarot card. when you reach up to man, like Elliot and E.T. or God and Adam, sometimes there's a finger that connects back. If what you desire is connection with Source and God, and not to make a name for yourself, not to make a name for a creation of the divine, an extension, expansion of the divine, you are the divine, you don't need to make a name for yourself. Sometimes things reach back, though. An alter to an alien god. That's what I thought of when I saw this nurse's chandelier. I saw briefly, when I glanced at it, that D-wave quantum computer chip. That D-wave quantum computer processing system, which is an inversion of the Tower of Babel. And the nurse said, when she made this thing out of the Moderna vials, I realized I wanted to do something with light because I just felt like it's been such a dark and challenging year for so many people. I think that light can represent hope and clarity and it also has the potential to actually expand the bigger view and verify perspective. There's another angle to this too. Of all the vaccines she could have chosen to use the vials from, she chose Moderna. Now maybe that's just a happy coincidence to those people who worship darkness because of all the vaccines... Moderna is under investigation in the European Union and in certain Asian countries. Uh, I'm not sure about, you know, the United States yet, but Moderna is under investigation. uh, And even then, they're still producing uh, vials of these COVID-19 vaccines. But Moderna is under investigation because the Japanese government found black substances in the vials and syringes and pink substances, which we've talked about relating to hydrogel, black goo, and just standard metallic contaminants that in some cases are non-biodegradable and non-biocompatible. And that are bizarre and aren't just accidental contaminants. Uh, the NASDAQ actually reported in an article that these black contaminants were metallic in nature and responded to magnets. Much like the the, the crystal proteins. You put these, uh, these uh, protein crystals in the body. Uh, they can make your cells magnetic. Uh, these crystals can grow in your cells in your body. They make your body magnetic, literally. What do you think those magnets sticking to people's skin are all about? Um, you know, a lot of those are just ridiculous videos with undetermined circumstances. That, uh, you know, reason that that magnet's not really sticking. You know, could be sweat, could be anything. But some people, I think, really do have magnets sticking to them. It makes sense based on the medical literature, based on hydrogels, based on. You know, ferritin crystals placed into the cells at so billions and billions of atoms to make the cells magnetic, uh, trap bots, cellular reconstruction. I mean, mRNA, uh, it's, but the Moderna vial with the black substance in it, it's like, it's bringing light to the world. No, it's bringing the opposite because what it's doing is, while it looks to me, because I study the esoteric and I study the occult, and I've looked in, uh, you know, at the I, I, I love Kirscher's drawings and all of his his artwork, and I love the Tower of Babel, uh, art. I, it's one of my favorite pieces he has. It's in my book, Occult Arcana. Uh, if you want a copy of that, it's on the website, TheSecretTeachings.info. And, and and I I put it in my book because I talked about the Tower of Babel, in great detail. And you you look at that image and you just invert the Tower of Babel, and that you get the the quantum computer. You get the the chandelier this this lady made. And what did Geordie Rose say about the quantum computer? He said that this thing could be used to extract resources from other dimensions. And he even taught, he, in his own words, Geordie Rose, who just seems like a nice guy, couldn't get into college, built the first quantum computer. You know how it goes. He said that the, it, he used Lovecraft as, as an example of what could be exchanged between dimensions. He, he talked about the Lovecraftian old ones. And you know that Lovecraft also had a had a had a had a creature um, that was in essence just black goo. I mean, same thing you see in Star Trek and District Nine and Lucy and Alien Prometheus. It's, you know, a biological agent of some type, a biological weapon and both a creative and destructive force the engineers the aliens use in fact i think a lot of that was from lovecraft anyway in the in the prometheus film and the the uh sequel to the prequel covenant which was a much darker movie so this what this nurse makes this chandelier and i just i see an upside down tower of babel i see something from above reaching down to earth that is not good i see a false light reaching down i mean it's a chandelier and she wants to bring light to the world but she's using these Moderna vials that have been contaminated with black and pink you know metallic particulates uh, it just it seems like the opposite it seems like you think it's a beautiful thing you think it's all about light but you're doing the very opposite you're shining light but it's a false light it falsely illuminates the darkness in fact it actually provides more darkness it's an illusion it's not real it's like a cuddler fish is what it is and I mean, In an arrogant attempt to elevate physical nature, man is creating a new tower of Babel, just in technological developments, including mRNA vaccines and other things like that. And it separates spirit from source. This is allowing for the consumption of spirit and soul by the great beast or Egyptian eater of the dead. Man has attempted to replace nature with synthetic means, subjecting natural law to man's law. This is the construction of such a tower that reaches for the divine like the three Rufians responsible for murdering the Grand Master Architect of Solomon's Temple, they wish to have wisdom bestowed, the temple completed without exercising any effort in the matter. That's the Tower of Babel. The purpose of the mystery schools, therefore, was to prepare candidates for the great work, so that they are prepared in moving forward against ignorance, and, 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 and uh, perversion's rather of truth. Tower of Babel is also known as El. Timon Anki. And it represents, or is a representative, as are the fire, uh, uh, plants, etc., of the mountain of the earth. Uh, the, 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 the 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 essence of the earth, plants, the elements, etc. It is the mountain of the earth reaching up. Man has overthrown or attempted to overthrow that order. I mean, all of this, you know, can can be linked to to uh, to things from uh, Norse mythology, Hindu mythology, Japanese mythology, and uh, you know, the tower, especially. And you read the story of of Loki and uh, Alberic and the King Hrydmar. And his two sons, uh, who, who, um, attempted to take, uh, the gold, uh, one of the sons turned into a dragon in order to keep this special ring that Loki had found from a dwarf, and he wanted to keep all the treasures to himself, so he turned into a dragon. his brother, uh, Regan, was really too weak to fight his brother, who had become a dragon, and who was guarding all this gold, um, so he was, he was assisted in the story, uh, And he got help from someone named Siegfried. Uh, And the story goes on to talk about the slaying of the dragon. uh, And the usage of the ring. To be placed onto a a, uh, sleeping beauty character. Named Brunhild. And she instantly changed under its curse. And told Siegfried he has to provide for her. All these worldly things. By conquering a kingdom. So that she can rule as queen. And from this story we get. Sleeping Beauty, we get Rapunzel in the tower and the damsel in distress. Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your hair so that I may climb thy golden stair. Of course, the golden is the alchemical gold and spiritual enlightenment. The stairs are part of those to ascend in the process of initiation like Jacob's ladder. And the golden hair expresses a similarity between Rapunzel and various stories of a sun goddess, such as the Japanese Amaterasu trapped and in need of rescue to bring light and warmth back to the world. More directly, Rapunzel is the Baltic solar goddess Salé, who is held captive in a tower. The name Sleeping Beauty. Name of Sleeping Beauty. Her real name is Aurora, which means goddess of the dawn, associated in this child with goddesses of light and the rising sun. It's the magical ring of Alberic that's reminiscent of talismanic jewels found throughout much of mythology moses the lawgiver is said by josephus to have made rings of oblivion and love aristotle was said to have uh, made a ring of um uh uh, uh, uh it's like a kind of like a potion because uh, it could also procure love uh, other philosophers have made rings against uh, you know bites of serpents evil spirits bewitchings etc Plato actually describes a ring uh, that turns the wearer invisible. Where do you think all that stuff from Lord of the Rings came from? Myth, philosophy, history, theology, you name it. I also thought this was interesting. Um, I've been hearing uh, people talk about the number three and the number 13. I did a show with uh, Clyde Lewis on Ground Zero on Friday the 13th about Ophiuchus and uh, the number 13. And I heard Clyde do another show recently talked about the Taliban in Afghanistan and August 31st and the 13 and the, the bomb that went off and the 13 uh, soldiers and 13, 13, 13. Well, I looked at a uh, FDA download for the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine and I found some interesting correlations. I found that the, of the adverse reactions to the clinical um, trial of the vaccine, the clinical trials of the vaccine, there were 13 different reactions 12 adverse reactions and one severe reaction leading to 12 total rea- uh, 12 reactions and one additional 13 total reactions 13 reactions it also says in the fact sheet the Pfizer biontech covid-19 vaccine is a is a suspension for intramuscular injection administered as a, re- a series of two doses 3 weeks apart the dose is 0.3 ml each 13 adverse reaction types. The Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine administered as a series of two doses of 0.3 ml each, three weeks apart, and it's authorized for EUA, emergency use authorization, for those 12 to 15 years old, or, well, a three-year difference. All the things that we see symbolically numerologically, physically as manifestations of the unseen that manifest thought forms, golems, tulpas, the synchro-mystical connections between Afghanistan and the war in Afghanistan or the occupation of Afghanistan, the war in Iraq and You know, extending back to the 90s, but particularly after 9-11, and all of this happening just a few weeks before the anniversary of 9-11, the 20th anniversary. We were told, 20 years ago, terrorists attack you. They're jealous, and they hate your freedom. Don't forget, don't forget, don't forget. And what did that claim do, subconsciously and unconsciously? It implied that if we want to be safe and prevent further attacks, we have to surrender freedom. And the psychological trauma... Uh, the, the, the the damage to the neurophysiological and psychological functioning, the cognitive function of the brain changed our reality, rewired us. Even much of the concept of, of being able to think for yourself has been has been made so repugnant that people dare not do it. The twin towers that, that disappeared that morning represented the fall of strength and beauty, philosophy and science, Boaz and Jankin, along with the collapse of the social and cultural temple or order upheld by those pillars. As one of my favorite authors, Eliphaz Levi, wrote it, he talks about the two pillars as man and woman, reason and faith. This comes from the Kabbalah. He said they were pillars of the intellectual and moral world. And like Samson, when those pillars are brought down, the intellectual and moral world collapses and falls. That's happened, surely, here in the States in the last 20 years. For the last two decades, we've seen memorials that have been turned into shrines in honor of families, But that attention to families has been diverted to the traumatizing events themselves and all of their satellite issues And these past 20 years have also culminated in a series of ongoing traumas beginning in 2020, promulgated by media 24 hours a day. And once a nurse in Colorado transformed vials into a chandelier shrine, it became very clear that ritual of material and magic of the mind were still at work. The nurse said she wanted to bring light to such a dark and challenging year, though her work of art strangely mimicked a quantum computer chip, itself an inverted tower of Babel. The implication is this, that reaching to the heavens provides no guarantee that God is going to respond. And if we don't reach to the heavens for the proper reasons, destruction will be our lot. Especially if our intentions, and particularly if our intentions, and absolutely it will be guaranteed as the divine rules that if our intentions are rooted in material motivations, there's no saving. Sometimes a false light reaches back, connecting its point downward with the overreaching hand of man, reaching upwards. This is the Tower of Babel. These are the twin pillars. This is the psychology and the parapsychological and the paranormal, I would argue, and the synchro mystical connections from September 11th to the past two years of a pandemic and everything in between, from Iraq and Afghanistan to the current Afghanistan situation. And the numbers 13, 13, 13, threaten, 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 31, reverse of 13. The number 3, the number 12. All the interesting connections to even vaccines themselves and just random, it seems, numbers. Emergency use for those 12 to 15 years old, there's a three-year difference. The two doses of Pfizer are set at 0.3 ml each. They're administered three weeks apart. There are 12 main adverse reactions in clinical trials. One major adverse reaction. That gives you a total of 13. Threatened, threatened, threaten. It's all magical through language and through actions through memorials and through shrines and that's why I've chose to call the show tonight shrines I was going to call it towers but shrines of babel the these are the shrines of babel whether it's the 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 pillars the link to ancient babylon and the twin towers or the single pillar itself being brought down destroyed like the tower and the tarot card. These are shrines of Babel. Shrines of the old world, active today, the old ideologies of ritual and sacrifice and not sacrificing flowers and not sacrificing self. I mean, literal sacrifice and inversion and a a perversion of the sacred, of the divine, of the mysteries, of the very essence, the very core of the secret teachings. Really hope that you enjoy tonight's show. I'm Ryan Gable, your host, I'm with you five nights a week right here on The Fringe FM. Exclusively on The Fringe, I have another exclusive show called Secret Teachings Weekends on Aftermath, Saturday mornings. Check out our Patreon page to get behind-the-scenes information on the show, behind-the-scenes videos. You can tell me what you want to hear and see. And one of our tiers also lets you, uh, if you have uh, the desire, uh, you know, have a conversation with me. We can do uh, some phone calls, uh, just have a lot of stuff going on. Uh, trying to you know have a life outside of radio and then trying to you know work a little extra to make some additional money uh, That's why if, if you more you support this show the more I can dedicate my time and effort to this and really almost to a place where I don't have to work elsewhere and it's really because of you supporting the show buying books find them in the secret I'd recommend tonight a cult or the technological elixir but food philosophy is really good to read reviews all of that on the website at the secretteachings.info Subscribe to the archive. It's 50 bucks for one year. Please support this show, and I will do anything and everything I can to help you, even if it's just to help you obtain a different perspective on the way that things are in the past, in the present, and in the future, all happening simultaneously at once in the now. And all of those who have contacted me, almost 100 people now for exemption templates, thank you for trusting and reaching out to me. Thank you all of those who have reached out and given kind words and those who have bought books or subscribed or donated a few dollars. You enjoy this show. I'm confident that this is critical and important information and it really helps so many people. Please, you don't want to subscribe. You don't need a book. Donate a couple of dollars. It really supports this show and everything that we do. www.thesecretteachings.info rdgable at yahoo.com These are the Shrines of Babel. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Stay safe. Stay informed. Stay healthy. Check out our affiliate sponsors, Pro One Water Filters, U.S. Plus Health. Subscribe. Grab those books. Support The Fringe FM. Download The Fringe FM app, fringefm or fringe.fm, the website. Stay tuned to The Fringe. Stay tuned to The Secret Teachings, and we'll talk to you on the next broadcast.